0: Hi, my name is Hillary and this is Women In, a blog about women making strides in their fields and in the world. On the Women In website, I post transcriptions of interviews with women who have amazing and interesting jobs. I've had artists, trauma surgeons, NASA engineers, and so many more wonderful people on the blog. But reading interviews can be time consuming. I want you to learn about women doing groundbreaking work wherever you go, whether you're working out, driving in your car, or doing laundry. So I'm launching the Women In podcast. Every other Monday, you can catch a brand new podcast episode at 12 o'clock ESD on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You didn't care enough to end it, so I did. You're listening to Eliza McLam's newest single, Debt. Eliza McLam, based in Los Angeles, has been writing songs all her life. This past spring after being sent home from university at the beginning of the pandemic, McGlam started using TikTok as a way to channel her complicated feelings. In her videos with their both relatable and gut-wrenching lyrics, you can see why she has over 200,000 followers. On her account, you can find her emotionally charged songs alongside videos of her doing a fun trend or giving a hot take on a controversial subject giving her an air of authenticity that can be difficult to find on the massive social media app. Her upcoming EP will be released this December with new songs as well as extended versions of her most popular tunes. So um, what would you call what would you do? Uh, would you say that you're a writer or a singer or a singer-songwriter?
1: Yeah, I would say I'm definitely a writer first. I am also a songwriter and a musician, but I think I personally place the emphasis on the writing bit of it. I do short stories and stuff like that in addition to songs. But I think most people know me as like a songwriter, a singer-songwriter.
0: Right. And um, when did you start writing
1: songs? Um, I wrote my first song when I was like six. I have my Google Drive is filled with just like songs going all the way back to like 2007. Wow. Um, so yeah, I've been writing songs pretty much like as soon as i was able to
0: (laughs) right and uh when did you start like recording them and
1: putting them out um i started recording them i have like a few music videos i made when i was like 10 and 11 that i unfortunately lost somewhere i would love to dig them up eventually but like actually releasing stuff i made a soundcloud when i was in like seventh grade Mm -hmm. and i started releasing stuff in middle school I put one song like on iTunes when I was, um, I think I was in eighth grade. I just like paid a service to distribute it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, since then, but then not really like. I've seriously started putting out music um, just this past year.
0: I personally found you through TikTok, and I I loved how, it just the the songs you made and the especially the lyrics that they're like at the forefront, but they're always so like truthful and kind of naked. So I was, I wanted to ask you about like what your songwriting process is, how you get inspiration for songs.
1: Yeah, um, I get this question a lot and honestly, I'm not quite sure how to answer it. Songwriting just comes pretty naturally to me. I've always thought that the format of the song just lends itself well to me being able to work out my feelings. So usually mm-hmm. I'll have like a really specific instance or moment happen to me. And that will be like the verse, like the very you know, specific example of something. And then it sort of builds to the chorus, which is like the overall theme. And that's been really helpful for me to like conceptualize a moment and a bigger framework. Um, So I would say that almost all of my songs just come from these little moments. That's Mm -hmm. what gets me to start writing. It's not really like a bigger overall theme because that's usually something that I discover later.
0: Right, and um, do you find that songwriting can be like cathartic for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, it's just being able to put all these huge feelings and ideas into a structure that supports that and being able to like work through it and organize it. So it's not just like, all up here, it becomes something tangible that I can like, fuck with and like, create new avenues with I don't know, it's, it's very cathartic for me.
0: Uh, who, are your, who are your influences when it came to writing? Like, were you reading a particular poet or author that really,
1: you know, influenced your style of writing? Yeah, I mean, I am an English major, so I read a lot and I really appreciate books. I, like the two authors that I look up to the most are definitely Toni Morrison and William Faulkner. Just the way that the language like seeps into my body makes just such intuitive sense to me. Like they're able to craft emotions and experiences in a way that just is sort of unparalleled in my opinion but musically i really love sufian stevens has influenced me a lot like his lyrics um and like his mode of storytelling i think is definitely something that i try to take a page out of his book with
0: yeah and in terms of like um instrumentation like like stripped down versus like a whole studio sound um, who do you
1: take uh, influence for in terms of the like the instrumental side of it honestly I don't really think about the sound as much as I do the lyrics like the music is uh, is always more of a backdrop for what the lyrics have to say Mm -hmm. so like my sound being stripped down is not even exactly like a tactical move it's just I've, it's always just been like me and my guitar and I don't really feel the need to soup it up with a bunch of production because I don't think that the lyrics require that.
0: Right, so I found that with a lot of your songs, um, you're writing about the feeling of like growing up or a lot of the times it's about like the female experience, like just being a woman in uh, Western society. So I was wondering like what, what drew you to writing about those topics specifically?
1: Yeah, well, I think, I don't know, I feel like at this age, the bridge between like childhood to adulthood is such a weird, strange gap to navigate. And people have so many different experiences because some people seem or feel more prepared for adulthood and some people are still like wanting to go back to childhood. And so I feel like that's just a, that's such a complicated thing to experience. And so a lot of my stuff has been exploring that idea and then of course, like when you grow up as you know a woman in the world, you reach an age where you realize that like you are objectified and commodified. And then it's like, that also clouds your sense of self because you have to sort of navigate that in addition to figuring out like who you want to be as a person, you have to sort of reconcile with this like other top down force that will perpetually view you as an object and whose views you have undoubtedly internalized. So it's just, a, basically I just see it as like this huge tangled web that I am sort of taking pieces of like bit by bit to try to like unstring and figure out like through like the music is a, is a big way that I've been doing that.
0: I, I find that really interesting. I, I also, you know, I am a woman, so I have experienced right. all that like, that like sort of battle of just like, how to be yourself when you aren't really allowed to be yourself all the time and like your how your perception of yourself gets all fuzzy with this whole like by like society because of like you know the male gaze and all that
1: yeah it's like hard to see like yourself as a person when you're so used to figuring out yourself as like a brand
0: right your your ep that's coming up um it's I'm very excited to see it um Thanks. and what sort of uh, what sort of mood are we going to see on it is it? going to be like more
1: introspective is it going to be a little bit more loud what, what it's we definitely gonna- all introspection <laughs> I wrote I mean I wrote every song on I took like a meandering cross-country journey doing farm work and camping and I had so much time with myself and my thoughts
0: mm-hmm. so it's a
1: lot of reflective um like looking back and being able to process things through a new lens, a lot of it is like very oriented in like the female experience Mm -hmm. and also like learning how to grow up and feel okay being alone. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a very like tender and important project to me, but it's definitely still like sort of understated, you know, like there's no like crazy, there's one song with like a little bit of crazy production, but it's, you know, that there's one like dramatic track on there but most of it is like pretty pared down
0: yeah so uh, do you want to say when it's coming out is there a
1: release date i don't have a release date yet but before the end of the year i'm hoping like early to mid-december so soon
0: yeah pretty soon yeah very excited for it you're uh you're an unsigned artist Right. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, do you feel that it's a lot, it's more difficult to get attention as an unsight artist in the industry?
1: I am not super interested in working in the industry. I, labels have reached out to me and I've had a few conversations with people, but I don't think I would ever really be interested in signing with somebody. I think that I, I mean, all the exposure I've gotten, I've done for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's enough for me. (laughs) I am like fine with this, if this amount of people or less continue to listen to me for my entire career, that would be okay with me. But I think, I mean, I am interested in getting into the industry to be a songwriter. Mm -hmm. I would be interested in like signing with somebody there but I don't think I will ever sign with a label um, to, to release my own music because I always want to be able to maintain full control over it. And I think, like, labels help you get, like, connections, and they help you get whatever. But I'm not really interested in that because I don't want, I don't want my personal music to be, like, that's not the dream that I'm out here chasing. Like, I want to be a writer. That's really what I want. And, like, if I, and I also write music, so if people want to listen to it, then that's great. But I don't ever want to be famous from my music. I don't want to be, like, a music persona.
0: Right. It's kind of more difficult to get into like what you really want to write when you have a bunch of people to answer to and you have a certain brand. So exactly. Like
1: if I, and I feel like it'll also give me more space to figure out my own musical stylings, because when you sign, and this is stuff that I'm working on, you know, like as a female artist, they want you, I mean, as an artist generally, but my thing more specifically as a female artist, they want to put you in some sort of box of like, what kind of music are you going to make? And like, I'm still very young and my, And especially young in my like music career so like if I want to release like a hyper pop album next year like I want to be able to do that and not have management being like but you're soft girl indie like you can't release that like I don't know maybe I'll be 100 gecks next year but like I want to be able to like determine that
0: right yeah they kind of they do limit you and you know artists tend to contain multitudes of what they can be exactly to express that yeah and um, going back to your like TikTok and your social media, I found that you're, um, you're very, you know, you, you speak very truthfully about yourself. You're pretty upfront about who you are as a person, but at the same rate, you have all these artistic things that you do. And I was wondering how you find the balance between promoting yourself as an artist and still staying true to your opinions and your, who you are as a
1: person. Yeah, that's a really good question. It's weird to me that like people perceive me on the internet and that I have like an internet persona. Like when people interview me, like even you saying like, "Oh, it seems that you are da 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 da," and like you mm-hmm. know we don't know each other. I'm like, ah, like there's so many people out here who like have like a concept of me that I like have no idea. It is really strange. Um, yeah, but I think it is. I don't know. I, it's impossible to be like 100% authentically yourself on the internet. Like it's anybody who's like, I'm always real on my social media. Like that, like you can't be, but I try to be as real quote unquote, open, transparent as I can. Um, because I think that's really important. And I, I don't know. I think it's like TikTok is sort of like a diary to me. Like, I don't really see it as like my persona. It's more just like, little bits and pieces of me that I would like to share that inevitably gets sort of like mosaic into a persona based on somebody else's like conception of it mm-hmm. um but yeah like I always like want to answer questions about like how I make my music and like what I you know like how I traveled by myself and like how I farmed like I think that a lot of that information can be really inaccessible and as somebody who like had trouble doing it myself like I want to to have like an encouraging space for other people to be able to ask that stuff
0: Mm -hmm. um do you find that your um authenticity do you think it sometimes comes at a price for like whatever because you know you're authentic and then there's people who are like i hate you for this one thing you said you know
1: because
0: i i find it very difficult like with authenticity like if you show yourself on a platter there are going to be people who are going to you know metaphorically spit on that platter
1: totally well the thing is like and i have like i made this rule for myself ever since i got tiktok following Mm
0: -hmm. that like if
1: i feel like making a video and i don't like have makeup on or i don't look pretty like i will make it anyway like Mm -hmm. i'll like record like a lot of my videos i don't have any makeup on like whatever and but it's like i know how the tiktok algorithm works and if i were the type of person who like wore a cute outfit and did my makeup did my hair every day like for like tiktok I would get more views like I just would Mm -hmm. and there's videos where I've done that and I do get more views so like the authenticity comes at the price of like the weird like conglomerate algorithm like promoting my shit or like people liking it because they're like little dopamine receptors go off at my like pretty outfit or whatever yeah that definitely is like the price that I feel like I pay but I think it's worth it because I because that's who I am like I'm not always wearing makeup and I'm not always like in a cute outfit and I I can still make music and not look perfect Um, and like especially on an app like TikTok I feel like I I feel like I come off as like basic Um, when like you know when I'm like oh I want to be an artist I want to have cool clothes and cool makeup and I'm not just like you know but then it's just like that's something that I'm trying to project and it's again like not authentic like even though I feel like coming off as basic mm-hmm. is like inauthentic what would be more inauthentic is if I like bought a bunch of new clothes and like did my makeup a certain way to try to perform this version of myself that I want other people to consume right
0: that's that's pretty heavy <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I know right I just that's something that like I hadn't even like verbalized yet but it just like came up in my thoughts as we were talking
0: yeah yeah I mean I do not at all have a following on TikTok at all, but I've seen that, like, when I look like shit, nobody's gonna see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, like, and the algorithm, like, recognizes that stuff, too. Like, it can tell. Yeah, it's wild.
0: So uh, do you feel that you experience, like, sexism in the the industry because of your, your songs? Have you gotten a lot of, like, negative feedback from some people because of them?
1: I feel like I've been definitely like sheltered a bit from that because of the algorithm and how it um, curates things like Mm -hmm. 90 something percent of my TikTok followers are female and Mm -hmm. almost every hate comment I've ever gotten has been from a man. So like I'm very insulated in my like lovely little like um, women, femme, non-binary following group that like doesn't harass me. Um, But I like, I've had a thought so many times of like, because you know, people just see, like, oh, girl on guitar, like, she's, like, everybody else. Yeah. I feel like if I were, like, a soft boy indie kid who, like, you know, had the same, like, lyrics that I do, I would be blowing up, because I do see, like, boys or male presenting people on TikTok with, like, some very, in my opinion, mediocre lyrics and, like, kind of, like, ripped instrumentation, and they blow up like that, but yeah. I think it's because, like, I don't know, we, we hold female artists to such a high impossible standard, and want them to somehow like differentiate themselves from every other female artist and blend in with what we should expect from them. Um, So I wouldn't say like, I haven't faced any like blatant sexism, but I do think things would be easier for me if I were a man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of difficult because, you know, as a if you're a female in, if you're a woman in any industry where you're, there's like a lot of artistic stuff going on, you're expected to be unique within parameters. Yes. If you're too unique, then you're weird. And if you're not unique enough, you're like everyone else. And with a, with a guy, if he's just, you know, if he has those kinds of lyrics that are like truthful sort of lyrics and they have, he has the guitar, he's a, he's already exceptional. Yeah. he, is a guy
1: <laughs> we also just don't expect men to be insightful so yeah. like when they are and that's like i mean it's a sort of truth but it's also a part of sexism that like comes down on men as well like men mm-hmm. are just not thought to be vulnerable and insightful and women are so it's like when a guy comes out with a guitar and he's spilling his feelings it's like oh my god like this is so like revolutionary and vulnerable And like it kind of is because like men aren't really allowed to do that to the degree that women are but then it's like, oh, it's just another bitch like writing songs about men, yeah. you know. So they're definitely like, the the patriarchy fucks us all, like men included.
0: Yeah, I I do agree with that. I looked at some of your songs. Um, I I was just I was just listening to it, and um, I found a uh, debt pretty interesting. Do you would you mind talking about the inspiration behind debt?
1: Yeah. Um, I basically, so I was in a relationship and it just occurred to me in like small ways and over time that I was not as important to this person as they, as they were to me. And I realized that I needed to end the relationship and it was just like, I was not being objectively mistreated. Like there was nothing. Like he would say, like I really care about you and like I love spending time with you and did it up. But he just wouldn't show it in those ways. And like, um, and it just became clear to me that um, I needed to end it. That I needed to end it. It was not a good relationship for me to be in. Mm -hmm. And then once it ended, and I found out that he had been like cheating on me um I was like fuck like I feel like I'm owed something like you owe me for this like I put so much of my time and effort into you and you gave me nothing and in fact you like disrespected me right and like you're not even sad about this like holy shit like I just felt this visceral like you owe me something and I was upset and like and he also did owe me money. Like that is something that he like did legitimately owe me He owed me money. And so I was like, God, this man is just like a leech. Like he took everything from me, give it back. And then I was just like, I was dropping off a shit that he left at my place. And then I like went and like chain smoked a bunch at like the title basin. And then it just sort of occurred to me. I'm like, he doesn't actually owe you anything. Like he was objectively shitty to you and he treated you poorly. And this was not a good relationship for you to be in, but he did not, owe you a relationship he did not owe you like a healthy relationship he didn't even like in my opinion like he didn't even owe me like I don't know I feel like I set these expectations onto somebody and then like I I feel like a moral weight on that when that's not really true like I can say that like he treated me poorly and we shouldn't be in that relationship but he doesn't actually owe me anything because there's nothing he could give me that I couldn't grant to myself. I was like looking for that fulfillment in him. And I thought it was gonna come if he was sad about it, or I thought it was gonna come if he was like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me and I fucked it up and da-da-da, whatever. But that's really not what it where it came from. It came from, you know, the last part of the song is like, I know you're not what I need, but I thought you were for a while, which is like acknowledging that pain of like, yeah, I really did think this per- this person like filled me up in this way. But it's like, I actually don't like I can find this fulfillment somewhere else. And it's actually way better to find it somewhere else and, and within myself versus looking for it in you, who is a person that like objectively can't even give me like a, like competent, healthy relationship.
0: Yeah, those are, I mean, those are extremely complex feelings that you are able to put into like, less than a three minute song. So I mean, I think it's great that you were able to synthesize all of those complicated things into something that actually brings clarity. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of it. <laughs> yeah. It is a great song. Yeah. Um, and um, I also listened to Porn Star Tits, which was, I believe it may have been taken down. It was. Yeah. TikTok censored it. Oh, it's too bad. But yeah. I was listening to it and it's like such... You're, you're great at like concisely, um, concisely communicating these like very complicated feelings in very, you know, like a few lines. And I, I found that like that example to the nth degree in that song, because it's literally less than a minute, but you're able to, you know, all of these emotions that you experience as like, you know, a 13 to 12 to 14 year old. So I was wondering if you could talk about that and maybe uh, talk about whether or not there's going to be an extended version on the EP,
1: perhaps. Yeah, there will be an extended version on the EP. I'm really excited for it. Um, possibly a music video, but I have to wait and see about that. I'm a director called me the, the other day to talk about it, so maybe. But yeah, point Tits is like the it's you know something that I talked about earlier with you, which is like growing up as a woman and just having the realization that like you are also an object to people, um, and also the, the weird sense of validation and joy that you get by like complying with that. If you are a a feminine, if you are a woman and you present feminine and you grow your hair long and you do your makeup, men pay attention to you and there's a part of your brain that lights up and is like oh this is sick like this is this feels great to have somebody like validate me and pay me attention based on what society has told me will make me valuable mm-hmm. and i think that is a piece that is often taken out of the whole narrative of like women are sexualized and it's bad and like men are you know like whatever like i it is bad that young girls are sexualized but we also like are afraid to talk about the fact that like it sort of feels good sometimes in some weird fucked up way because your brain is like telling you like this is the validation I want and need and crave and so girls buy into that they you know will maybe like this like girls wear bras at a young age and they you know like start doing their hair and their makeup and stuff and like we have to stop pretending that they're all doing it for themselves because part of it it like part of it is like performing for the male gaze and feeling good when that validation comes back to you. But it's not a—it's not an actual secure feeling. It's incredibly in, unstable because there, your brain knows it's not real love and validation and connection. It's somebody seeing you as a pretty thing and saying, I want that. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm the pretty thing. <laughs> no way. And then like later at night, you're like, fuck, like I'm the pretty thing, like that sucks. So it's of like, you know, accessing that that validation and those like feelings but then ultimately knowing that like it's so vapid and empty and like that is not a real like fulfilling feeling to be having
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely you know have experienced that feeling of like I you know get the male gaze and I have people like gross guys being like hey you're hot and you're like
1: I should hate it but a little part of me does like it and yeah. it feels really icky also and it's okay to admit that that's the yeah. thing like that's, I was like where a lot of where that song came from is that like nobody is admitting it yeah. and it's not to say that like women still should not be cat called on the street like I that should not be happening but it's okay that sometimes you like it like that's an okay feeling to be having
0: yeah like sometimes there'll be like discussions about like yeah I get I get catcalled all the time and then another girl will be like I don't get catcalled like they feel bad about it. Yeah totally. Stuff like that it's fucked up but also like I mean you're getting attention that part of you feels good about it but it's in the end it's still an awful thing.
1: Right.
0: Yeah and um there's a little bit of a you know subject change but um mm-hmm. Um, when you were growing up in your like formative years, um, who were the who were the people that you looked
1: up to? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, I was like a Taylor Swift stan. Like I loved her. My first YouTube username was T Swift Love13. So I loved Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I loved Sarah Bareilles. Um, I think those were really my two like enduring influence I mean I don't really listen to them as much anymore but like growing up I was like these people are it like oh my god I yeah I just I don't know I think a lot of girls especially for my generation like have the, the Taylor Swift halo effect like she was just so enduring and so like truthful and kind of had the like girl with guitar Avril Lavigne too I fucked with Avril Lavigne a lot Mm -hmm. um, those are probably the people when I was, like, young that I looked up to.
0: Right, and, um, in your, when you were, uh, you know, putting out music and, you know, trying to support yourself as a writer or a musician, who are your, uh, who are your biggest supporters right now? Hmm, that's
1: a good question. I mean, my dad definitely, like, he, has always, he was never the type of parent to like want to push me into like one thing or the other. Like, you know, I'm sure maybe a part of him would be like more interested if I was like a star track runner or something, but he also like was very supportive of like my music and my plays and like always encouraged me to like write my music. and was always down to like hear whatever I was working on. So like that, he definitely has been like a big supporter and, like, my close friends, you know, like, the classic, like, friends and family, but also, like, to have this whole, like, community of, like, TikTok people that watch my stuff, and, like, like, today I posted a video about how I just moved into my new apartment, there was a bunch of people, like, oh my god, I'm so happy for you, like, I've been following you since, like, whatever, and it's crazy to me that, like, those people are out there, and, like, also, I mean, like, I had no idea that my music was something that people resonated with until I posted it, and people started listening to it, and, like, becoming, like, followers or fans of me or whatever and that is like what allowed me to like move into move to LA I mean that's not like I'm not getting a ton of financial support but that's where like the the inspiration and like the kind of um like having that community support is absolutely like why I'm here
0: yeah it it keeps you going yeah yeah and um what sort of advice would you give to um, girls who are interested in, you know, writing more,
1: writing songs specifically? What, what sort of advice would you give them? Um, that y- what you have to say is valuable and it doesn't matter if it sounds like something somebody has already said, or if you don't think anybody will understand it or get it. Um, it's not for anybody else. It is for you. And, um, be careful about showing your music to men. I say that very seriously because mm-hmm. men have been taught through centuries that their perspective is the primary one and it's the mm-hmm. correct one. Media has been made for men for centuries and centuries. And something in them says, even if they're the most woke king in the world, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's their perspective. It's um um yeah men and men will try to knock you down a peg if they see that you are creating something for yourself so don't be afraid to write songs for you and to not show anybody or show everybody if you want to Mm -hmm. um but yeah don't worry so much about how it's going to sound or even how you want to put it like just write it just put it out there and that and it in and of itself is going to be valuable to you and that is all that matters
0: yeah that's great advice and um you 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 said that you're a writer first and like a singer second um do do you do you see yourself like putting out a, a book as a writer in the future i definitely want to
1: yeah i have thought very seriously also about getting my mfa in creative writing um and that would be amazing as well. But I think in any capacity, like long-term career-wise, I would love to, to write something, whether it's books, whether it's, I mean, ideally it would be songs for other people, um, but that's, yeah, that's it.